Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Hello there. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you would like to be on the program. Let's see. I got a so I'm I'm doing emergency broadcasts by video so Philip can push something unique out this afternoon. I'm in uh, the studio in Atlanta. I don't actually have like a, a camera studio set up up here that like I do in, in my home office or the new office, uh, new broadcast booth. So it's my webcam on my computer. But earlier in the program, I was talking about this report that uh, like there's 700 some odd athletes who have died from 2021 to 2022, and, and clearly it's the COVID vaccine. And the the source was the International Olympic Committee, and I was pointing out that actually the International Olympic Committee didn't say that, and there is this report circulating, and it does link to the International Olympic Committee, and uh, but the IOC never actually said that. Uh, and if you actually read the report, there's a laundry list of people who are cited as they died of COVID, and, or they died of the COVID vaccine when actually, I mean, one of the people cited was a marathoner and he fell off a cliff. That, that, that's my favorite one to go to is, is proof that the report is kind of garbage that they cite as a guy who died of COVID, someone who actually was a runner who fell off a cliff on a foggy day in Wales. Or another guy was in a, in a car crash. Uh, several people had well-documented um, heart problems even before COVID. Uh, one guy was was on the list who never got the vaccine. Another was on the list who was in a car crash. Actually, there were several in car crashes. One was on the list who's actually not even dead. Uh, several were on the list who had cancer and other problems. And I got an email from a guy named Alan. He says, so you find a couple people who are listed as vaccine deaths who possibly died other ways, and that means the other 700 couldn't possibly be linked? Talk about disingenuous. Why weren't we seeing heart issues and myocarditis in 2020 in the first half of 2021? Answer is pretty obvious. Is Pfizer or any other vaccine maker an advertiser, or have they been in the past 18 months? Why, yes, they have. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, Alan, you know, I I say regularly that one of the great dangers of our time is the unknown unknowns, the things we don't know we don't know because we know so much now. It seems like we can be experts on everything, but there are lots of things we don't know we don't know. But then there's Alan, who's just an idiot. I give you a list of people in this report and tell you that these 700 couldn't possibly be linked. And my point is the 700 is a made-up number. They cite the International Olympic Committee that's never actually said this. So that's made up. So we don't even know if it's 700. And then there are like a documentation of on this list of people, well over 100 of them. I'm just giving you like the ones I remember off the top of my head, but well over 100 who clearly died car wrecks and cancers and and unrelated heart problems and some of them not even vaccinated and a dude fell off a cliff and you're like what about the others it could still be true or alan it could be true you're an idiot talk about disingenuous talk about alan and this gets to a wide-ranging topic of which i may burn bridges with some of you 
wars and rumors of wars and signs of the end times. Yeah, I'm, I'm tying Alan and his email and all of this hysteria into this. Um, there was a massive earthquake in Turkey the other day. Something like 7,500 people dead the day of the earthquake. There will be a few more thousand people who probably die from the after effects of the earthquake. I am an evangelical Christian. I've been in seminary. I'm not going right now. Haven't finished my degree. Been working on it. But, I mean, I talk about faith on this this program more than some people like, um, but then not enough, according to other people. And at the same time, I get random questions for people. And, it, and since the earthquake hit, and even before this, more and more I get emails from, are these signs of the end times? Is the world coming to an end? One of the things that Scripture tells us is that people will go, uh, they're itching ears in search of people who tell them the things they want to believe. We certainly see this in the church, but we see this in politics too, that people want to go to the person who tells them what they want to hear, their truth. They want someone who reflects not the truth, but their truth. Alan is mad at me because I point out that there is actually uh, no evidence that 700 athletes have killed over dead. And he says, well, just because you pointed some, what about the others? And I started by saying that this actual data from the IOC doesn't actually exist. And when they start listing the athletes under the data that doesn't exist, they list a bunch of people who died of other things. And Alan thinks I'm being disingenuous. And clearly there are some. We didn't talk about myocarditis. Well, yeah, it was a thing. And, and 300 some odd people have developed it. By the way, most of them didn't die. Uh, and yes, it is certainly something that uh, we uh, found out about the COVID vaccine actually pretty early on when people get got the COVID vaccine. And now it's being played up by vaccine skeptics in the same way that uh, those pro-vaccine people were playing up deaths beforehand. People just want to be told what they want to believe. People want to believe that this is bad. Therefore, they find all the information. It's not just the 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 liberal Christians going to liberal Christian churches, hearing the things that tickle their ears. And people get worked up into, is this the sign of the end times? So I don't want to talk about theology here. It's not my place to be your preacher. I hadn't finished seminary. My personal answer is, yeah, maybe, but there's a larger issue here. And that is, let's say the world is coming to an end. Let's just hypothetically, let's just go straight there. Let's say the world is coming to an end. Let's say the, these earthquakes, uh, wars and rumors of wars, the Ukraine war, the destabilization on the planet, the the coming war with China, the, the situation with Russia, Iran getting nukes, uh, plague upon plague. We've got birds dying everywhere. We've lost more birds from avian flu this year than from the last two avian flu outbreaks combined. Did you know that? Massive plagues on the planet. We've got COVID now. We have monkeypox spreading in the Western world. We have all of these things. We've got plagues. We've got volcanoes. We've got earthquakes in places that don't get earthquakes. We've got wars. We've got rumors of wars. We've got fear. We've got uh, people dying out. We're not reproducing as much. The Western birth rate, in fact, the birth rate pretty much everywhere on the planet is in collapse. So what? There is not a thing that you can do about it. There's not a thing you can do about any of this. 
this manifests itself in our politics by people going to find a political savior. I've noticed, like, on my Substack page, if you're a paid subscriber, you can leave comments, and there are several people. I don't know them, and my guess, based on how they write, is is they're several years older than me. And they are very malcontented. They feel put upon. They're very pro-Donald Trump. They feel put upon. They feel like America has left them behind and America is going to hell in a handbasket. The economy is doing well, but not for them. They're very angry. They feel aggrieved. They are prone to feel insulted even when you don't mean to insult them. They get very bitter that I just don't understand them, that that I, I don't live this life. I, I want to tell you guys, uh, I... I get paid well, but not that well. I've had amazing experiences. I got to take my family on a private plane recently. It was kind of a necessary trip. And I told them, don't tell people that we're on this private plane because people hate people who fly on private jets. There's a lot of envy in the world and a lot of, a lot of people get mad at that. And it was a necessary, I don't want to go into the details, but it was necessary. It was the only way the trip could happen. I uh, was able to pull some strings and make it happen. and had to pay a lot of money more than I, I should, but um, I actually... Even telling you that, I don't get – I mean, people seem to think I'm a millionaire or something. I'm not, in addition to student loan debt and everything else. Uh, but a lot of people who leave these comments and leave tell me these things are like, you can't possibly understand. Oh, I understand more than some of you know. I remember one time um, when Christian and I first got married, uh, she was making – practically nothing, as was I. And I was a lawyer, like multiple years into a, a law career. And our heating bill one time was $500. We lived in a rural house, and the gas bill for the month was $500. Uh, we had to go without food to pay the gas bill. I, I have lived that life. Don't tell me I haven't lived that life. Uh, but I have improved my lot in life, and some people haven't, and some people's lot in life has gotten worse over time. And they get very bitter. They get very angry. And oftentimes they're the ones most sensitive to, to they want to be victims. They want you to know that they are aggrieved and because you're not aggrieved, somehow you you are bad. And, and I find this with a lot of uh, the most diehard Trump supporters. They feel like the economy and the world has left them behind and they're very angry about it. And on top of that, they feel like the, the, the dynamics of the world are threatened. They see the cultural collapse. And why aren't people upset about this? Why aren't people upset about the grooming? Why aren't people upset about the drag queens? And, and you can be, but if you're not as aggrieved or as angry as them, they, they process you not being as worked up on their issue as you not being worked up on the issue at all. It could make you mad as hell, but if you don't express it in the way they expect, expect it, they decide you're not aggrieved. And then they see all these other things. They see the earthquakes. They see the volcano. And the world is coming undone. The world is going to hell in a handbasket. Culturally, America is headed off to Satan and the pagans. So what? So what? Can you stop it? I don't say so what to make light of it. And I don't say so what to dismiss the concerns of people who care passionately about it. I say so what so that you might realize some things are outside your control. A lot of people look to Donald Trump as a political savior to save them from what they thought was an existential crisis. And whether the 2020 election was stolen or he lost, he's not president anymore. He served for four years. Maybe he'll come back. Maybe not. 
Maybe it'll be DeSantis or Nikki Haley or someone else. But a lot of people are trying to find ways to control events they cannot control. There's a greater problem in this country that's driving the madness in the country. There's a greater societal madness in the country, and part of it is the isolation we've talked about. People trying to find groups, people being pressured into groups, people being isolated and developing mental health problems, people being so online that the Chinese algorithm of TikTok is steering them towards bat poop crazy ideas uh, and, and parents are leaving the devices to babysit their kids. we got all sorts of problems, cultural problems, moral problems, theological problems, economic problems, all sorts of problems. I say all of these things and, and maybe more crassly or bluntly than I should to say I'm more and more mindful of a, a lot of people out there. In addition to the social isolation that we're dealing with that I've been talking about, there are a lot of people out there who are looking to control areas of their life they simply cannot control. They are looking for protection from people they can get no protection from. They are looking for saviors where there are none. And I would just simply suggest this, that for those of you who feel aggrieved, who feel like the world is coming to an end, who feel like the end times are upon us, the second coming is a matter of days, evil runs among us, however you want to phrase it, you can take care of yourself and your family. And you can be involved in your community and your neighborhood where people will know you best. And I would just suggest to you, if you're really stressed about these things, if you're really freaking out about these, if you really believe all these bad things are out there, I'm I'm not trying to make light of it. Don't hear me making light of it. All I'm saying is if you improve your location where you live, if you make sure your family is where it needs to be in life, if you make sure that your neighborhood is well taken care of, if you are engaged in your local community as a member of your community to seek the welfare of your local community. That's what you can do. You can't control the earthquakes and you can't control the wars. You can't control the madness. What you can control is your small plot of land and life. And if all of us do that who are concerned about these things, as every one of us does, We'll make a meaningful, impactful difference, but we'll do it on the local level where those who know us best will also be the people who impute good motives to us even when we disagree. I would tell you, don't freak out. Don't be a victim. It's your choice to be a victim. It's your choice to be angry. It's your choice to feel like you've got to get revenge or to to impose your will on other people in some way through policy or politics or what have you. You get the choice to vote. You get the choice to elevate people, good people to office. But if what's driving you is your feeling that you've been left behind or that you're a victim and you're angry because of it or you think the world is coming to an end – you're going to make choices based on the raw emotion of rage and the passion of anger. And as everyone knows in life, those tend not to be the outcomes that work best for us. So if you forgive and show grace and don't treat yourself as a victim and don't think yourself as a victim and vote for what you think is best as opposed to vengeance is mine, we may actually be able to improve and exercise some control even in those areas of our life where we don't feel like we have any power to control things. But that starts locally, and it starts without fear or worry. It starts with making some good, rational 
decisions for ourselves and our family and our friends and our neighbors. And it starts with our involvement in our own backyard, not just in national politics. If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee, and now more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible, and there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. There's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or even reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses, so don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free five-minute questionnaire at Refunds with an S, RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com. The phone number is 877-973-7425. I knew it would happen by what I was talking about that uh, it is... This is a phenomenon that that is growing in the country as we move more and more into postmodern times. That what I was talking about, there there are people who feel like they are victims, who have decided they are victims. There are people who the economy has left behind. The economy is going great for people, but not for them, and they're mad as hell about it. And they don't think one that we can understand them unless we're living it. Uh, and two, they are really aggrieved that you pointed out they feel insulted. I, I'm dealing, for example, so I, I last week was explaining what's going on with chickens not laying eggs. Can't believe I had to spend an hour debunking some of the crazy conspiracy theories out there. But I, I, I'm still getting emails from a woman who wants me to apologize that because I do not have chickens myself – have not raised chickens, have not seen the phenomenon for myself, that I need to shut up because I'm just um, being cruel and condescending to the people who are experiencing this, and she knows it has to do with corporations changing the feed. And I try to explain, you know, this can happen. This can happen when they change feed and feed is being changed due to supply chain. But she just – because I do not walk in her shoes, what I find phenomenally interesting with this is that a lot of them have backed Donald Trump who has never walked a day in their shoes when I have. And they feel like he's their fighter and they got to stick with him and because he has their backs and, and they feel really isolated. And there is a common thread here. Y'all, I want to be real honest with you. Uh I have looked, because you have asked me to look, for a reputable gold company that can give you advice and answer your questions that's not gimmicky. Like, for example, some of them do certificates, and some of them they try to rope you in with other stuff. You are interested in precious metals for your retirement savings uh, to ease the ebbs and flows of inflation and wild swings in the stock market. Advantage Gold. Advantage Gold. That's who you want to call. Uh, Advantage Gold. I have looked into them. I have had them answer my questions and it is not one of these gimmicky places. There aren't tricks. They really just want you to have a great experience learning how to be a gold investor. Give them a call, 800-450-2566, 800 
450-2566. Tell them I sent you. You can get their free golden IRA investment kit, but call them if you got questions. They're good people. 800-450-2566. You can call in. The phone number, as JJ says, 877-973-7425. All right, now we get to the the real bridge burning part of the program. (laughs) Can we acknowledge? I would like to think we could acknowledge. You know what, Philip? I might as well just do do two in-studio video performances so I can get all the hate mail because this one is going to give me some hate mail. Can we acknowledge that Hillary Clinton was a uniquely terrible candidate? She did not lose in 2016 because the Russians stole it. She did not lose in 2016 because James Comey threw the election to Donald Trump. Hillary Clinton was a uniquely terrible candidate. She was just bad as a candidate. She had greater disapproval, she had greater dislike than Donald Trump in any polling. Hillary Clinton was a uniquely bad candidate. On top of that, she had, what's his name, Robbie Mook running her campaign, who decided that everyone in America was a Brooklyn hipster or they were bad and they would not campaign in the places where persuadable voters who were not Brooklyn hipsters lived, like Wisconsin, Erie, Pennsylvania. Michigan. They didn't want anything to do with those people. Bill Clinton was telling them they needed to go to those places and they did not. Donald Trump went to Wisconsin more than Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton at the end of the campaign avoided all areas of Wisconsin and most of Michigan and she lost. She was a uniquely terrible candidate who ran a uniquely terrible presidential campaign. Can we all agree If you're not a partisan Democrat, can you at least concede Hillary Clinton sucked as a candidate? She was a uniquely bad candidate. She was really bad as a candidate. People didn't like her. Can we agree on that? Can we? Well, then what makes you think Donald Trump can beat anyone else? He lost to Joe Biden. He lost 2018. He lost 2022. Sure, he wasn't on the ballot, but most of his candidates that mattered sunk. Yeah, he can say he endorsed 600 candidates, but you when you endorse Joe Blow the dog catcher running unopposed, that endorsement really doesn't matter. When you lure Herschel Walker into the race and he gets annihilated in Georgia, that crap matters. When you back Mehmet Oz over a candidate who could have won and was beating the Democrats in the polls, and Mehmet Oz then loses. He only wins the primary by a tenth of a percent because of your endorsement, and then he loses. That kind of matters. When you throw what uh, Peter Meyer out of office because he voted for your impeachment, and you bring in the other guy who goes down in flames when Meyer could have won and padded the House margin, that, that kind of matters. Who cares about Liz Cheney's race? I mean, the Republican was going to win. 
But in a race like Peter Myers, he could have won. But it was better that the Republican lose than win because the incumbent Republican who voted for Trump, he's Trump's not a good candidate. And it should just highlight how uniquely terrible Hillary Clinton was. And now we're going through the machinations again of 2024. The GOP is starting to plot against Donald Trump. That's the headline from David uh, Friedlander at the Politico. Let me just read you the intro here. It is, he said, a five-alarm fire, and there's nobody coming to put it out. It, in this case, is the possibility that once again Donald Trump will prevail over a splintered Republican field, getting the same 30 to 40 percent he received in the early primaries in 2016, enough to win the nomination. He is a Republican donor and bundler, a Wall Street financier who regularly hobnobs with senior Republican officials, but who also was, uniquely for his tribe, an early and enthusiastic supporter of Trump. His request for anonymity speaks to the bizarreness of this political moment, where even one-time staunch supporters of the former president are reluctant to say out loud what they and their cohort all say privately— that should the former president win the primary again, he would be very likely to lose against Joe Biden, even as some polls show him besting Biden. It's a comment echoed in interviews with dozens of Republican Party members, donors, strategists, grassroots leaders, many of whom say it is the conversation they're having privately among themselves, too, how to make sure Trump doesn't once again take advantage of a split field and walk away with the Republican nomination. They're worried, all of them, about a crowded Republican field, and they probably should be. Republicans are very individualistic. Uh, Democrats have a better shot at shaping their field because they're much more collective. They've been to pressure more than Republicans. A lot of Republicans, you put pressure on them, they say, well, you can't tell me what to do, and they do it. They might do it here. I'm not that worried about Trump running in. I mean, I would still prefer the policies he proposes to Joe Biden's. I just am not sure he can beat anyone given the record other than Hillary Clinton. I think Donald Trump's victory really puts in perspective just how bad Hillary Clinton was in 2016 as a uniquely terrible candidate in the American political landscape and Donald Trump after her. What I find so interesting, though, is when I say these things, I get a lot of hate mail from a lot of people who say I don't understand him. I don't understand Trump. I've always hated Trump. There is, as I have mentioned, a group of people in the Republican base who were not in the Republican base until Donald Trump. Many of them sat on the sidelines. And what I think made Donald Trump a candidate who could beat Hillary Clinton was even though his lifestyle, even though his background, even even though who he was and what he did for a living, he still had some fundamental understanding that a lot of Americans had been left behind by the economy. It's all well and good to say that America is richer than it was, that Americans are richer than they were, that our way of life, our quality of life, our standard of living is better than it was. But when you're one of the people that all of this is left behind, of course you're going to be mad as hell. And Trump channeled that anger. And I think there's something for those of us who our lot in life has improved. We have to be empathetic to the people whose lot in life has not improved or it's gotten worse. And Trump resonated with those people. 
whether he did anything for them or not. And some of them, like, you know, Dave Chappelle has called him an honest liar. He was the guy who came out of the house and said, hey, inside they're rigging the game so that you can't win. Only the people in the house can win. Now, if you'll excuse me, i got to go back inside and help them. And people at least appreciated he pulled back the curtain that Washington was as dirty as it was, as crooked as it was. And it just seems like there has to be some way to move forward with a presidential candidate on the right who recognizes the things Donald Trump recognized but can do better at winning than Donald Trump can do without Hillary Clinton on the ballot. There are Americans who have been left behind. and They don't want a handout from the government. They just want the government to stop screwing them over. I'm on a a group chat with some friends in politics who point out that, you know, the problem wasn't really NAFTA that a lot of people blame. It wasn't really the North American Free Trade Agreement. The North American Free Trade Agreement actually improved the North American hemisphere. It created jobs for the poor in Mexico who then created cheap products for Americans to be able to buy cheaper so they had more money for other things so all of us improved except – what about the Americans who lost their lives, not their lives, their livelihoods to those people in Mexico? What about the people who the government left behind? The problem wasn't NAFTA. The problem was the policymakers forgot there would be a pool of Americans who got hurt, and they belittled them. They ridiculed them. And now we're in the same position in this country where policymakers in Washington, D.C. are telling, for example, oil and gas workers and coal miners, go learn to code. They show no empathy for them. They show no support for them. They show no recognition that some people are at a point in their lives where they're not going to go learn new skills. Policymakers have to do better, and that takes a leader who can do better. Donald Trump empathized with a lot of these people and essentially wanted to restore things to them. The problem with the restoration, though, is what it does to everyone else. So you raise their lot in life by restoring to them their jobs that were outsourced. What you do is you increase all the costs as well, so people whose lives were improved then degrade because all of their costs go up. And the policymakers haven't thought about that. The policymakers saw everybody's a winner. What's the, the the meme with Oprah Winfrey? You get a car, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. No, no, no. Some people actually get their cars taken away or their life becomes so bad they get the car, but they can't afford the insurance. They get a white elephant gift where they can't afford to sustain themselves. And our policymakers across the board are forgetting these basic things. And that has given rise to a bunch of uh, populist candidates who promise some level of restoration that actually is not going to come. And unfortunately, what's going to happen is that people who back them are going to become more bitter and more disenchanted. You know, the, the FBI, I didn't get into dwelling on the story today, but the FBI is warning about a, um, a, a recidivist movement among Catholics, traditional Catholics, super conservative Catholics. It sounds kind of dumb unless you really understand what they're talking about. And then it's still a little bit dumb, but it's dumb in more varieties of ways, including there are a group of traditionalists in this country. A lot of them are traditionalist Catholics who like the Latin mass. I'm not blaming. Don't tie people who like the Latin mass to this. I'm just saying one of the hallmarks of these people is they do, but they are accelerationists. They believe the country is going to collapse and they want to help it collapse. 
because they believe the only way to restore traditionalism in the country is for this country to fall over, collapse, break, and they will be the ones with all the guns and ammo to be able to lead the fight to put it back together. And all of these things tie in together in various ways, putting the jigsaw pieces together to see the full picture. There are a lot of Americans who don't like where the country has headed. We've gotten rich and lazy. We've gotten culturally decadent. There are a lot of people who see the fall of Rome upon us. They want to push us over and make us fall because they want to restore something that they think was, idolizing the past. And those people have been lumped in with a group of people who have legitimate concerns and grievances. They had good jobs, and those jobs were sent elsewhere. And they were told to suck it up and not complain because now their dishwasher's cheaper. Well, they can't buy the cheaper dishwasher because they don't have a job. And those people turned to a man named Donald Trump, the bull in the china shop. Those people believe neither the Republicans nor the Democrats will improve their lot in life. They're at war with all of Washington. And so a lot of these people will stick with Donald Trump. And I don't think Donald Trump can win. I don't. I was wrong in 2016. But I think in hindsight, it just showed how uniquely bad Hillary Clinton was because he's been losing ever since. I find it interesting that Donald Trump is furious with Ron DeSantis. The only Donald Trump endorsed candidate who keeps winning, Trump said we'd all get tired of the winning. We do so much winning. Apparently, Donald Trump is tired of Ron DeSantis winning so much and has no regrets over Oz or Herschel Walker or Blake Masters or the like. So I am begging the Republican Party and its candidates. I think free trade does us all a lot of good. I think instead of outsourcing to China, we should ally source. We should send uh, countries that want to be our allies the projects and let them produce cheaply for us to keep our costs down and build stronger alliances with third world governments that want to be on Team America instead of Team China. Some of the stuff needs to be repatriated. But when we do all this, we got to remember there are American lives, American families that do feel left behind and do feel like they are now victims of something do feel like their lives and their destinies and their fortunes are out of their own control. And all they want is to feel like they can control their life, to believe they can control their life, to see that they can control their life. Republicans, I think you can do better than the past. I think you can do better than a guy who could only serve one more term. But to do better and to win and to win big, you've also got to have someone who can give voice to these people who feel put upon, rightly so, they feel put upon and address their future. The future of America needs to be a future for all of us, not just some of us. And these people have legitimate reasons to understand they've been left behind. And we need to lift them up too. That doesn't mean bring their jobs back and increase everyone's costs. But it does mean we got to find ways to help them. Now, if you're a veteran or a first responder or you're a teacher or an NRA member or you got a lot of cell phones in your house, i got a way to help you save some money, and that is Patriot Mobile. They give great discounts to you as a cell phone provider, and you get guaranteed great service with Patriot Mobile. All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, patriotmobile.com slash E-R-I-C-K, or you can call them 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get free activation with my name. They are a cell phone company with guaranteed great service, and they take a portion of their profits and give it to the conservative causes you care about, from the pro 
pro-life movement to the Second Amendment movement to conservative parents battling the wokes on school boards. Patriot Mobile is here to help the conservative movement, and they do it by growing their profits, and they grow their profits by you taking your cell phone business to them. They use the same cell towers everybody else does, and they give you guaranteed great service. You can even take your existing phone number to them and still use it with Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric or 972Patriot, 100% U.S.-based customer service. Good people, great company. They share your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Eric. I got to play you all some audio here. Um, This was Matt Walsh testified in the Tennessee State Legislature about uh, anti-trans uh, surgery for minors piece of legislation didn't go the way this Democrat thought it would. The uh, Democrat is uh, now, what was his name? Uh, Caleb Himmer is the Democrat. Listen to this. Uh, I found it, uh, thank you, Mr. Walsh. I found it interesting. One of our uh, um, people uh, testified today that they uh, had their gender-affirming surgery at 16. And I know uh, you in former comments mentioned uh, this uh, on your blog. At about 16, you're an adult who's mature and can make decisions. Uh, you're that at 16. I don't care what anybody says. Even going so far as to say, you know, 16 people, uh, when you're 16, you should be married and uh, and could be pregnant or should be pregnant. Um, so I'm curious if 16 is uh, a uh, an adult in your view. Uh, why does this bill have uh, the uh, minor de- defined as 18? Uh, Mr. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that's that's a hit piece you took from Media Matters, uh, from something when I was a, a radio host. Uh, 13, 14 years ago, in my early 20s. Uh, it's also not an accurate reflection of what I actually said. Um, I was talking about uh, the fact that people tended to marry young historically, and that's all that that was about. Um, how does that relate to, the, to this subject? Just curious of your definition of, of if you feel like people are adults at 16, should. Well, uh, people are adults is- at 18. Uh, but actually, your, your brain is not fully developed until you're 25. So we should be having a conversation about whether we should even be doing these surgeries to people at 18. But certainly before 18, it's, it's absurd. I mean, do, do, you, do you think that a 16-year-old can meaningfully consent to having their body parts removed? Listen to the silence. Do, do you? No? We do not. Yeah, we ask the questions. It's not. It's. Uh, okay. Representative Hammer, you are recognized. <laughs> the guy couldn't answer his question. Well done, Matt Walsh. Turn that on them. Uh, an eye-opening experience. The Democrat could not say yes to Matt Walsh's question about consent for a 16-year-old, but yet that Democrat wants to perform those surgeries on a 16-year-old.